We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. DA with you. This is the show about the show, the show within the show. And the way that you can listen to this is either on demand by going to our website, daoncbs.com. All of our audio is there every single day in archive, so it's a good place to go check out episodes of the show, Sunday Morning Football, the PGP. Then also on iTunes, you can search Permission Granted, and this has its own iTunes feed, but also appears on the DA show on its normal show feed as well. So... Let's go down to Atlanta, where Mraz is standing by. He has been in Atlanta since Friday, left after the show on Friday. Two of his buddies, there was going to be a four-person traveling party to go see the Giants and Falcons on Monday Night Football. Two of the members, his buddy Chicken Carm and Chicken Carm's cousin, bailed at the last minute, and it left only Berman coming a day and a half later. So Mraz was down in Atlanta solo for a little bit. And then now just with Bitter Berman, a.k.a. Better Berman, uh, down in Atlanta over the last day or so, day and a half. So Mraz joins us now. Mraz, from what I've gathered from you texting-wise, you had an absolutely amazing Sunday watching football with Berman in Atlanta at a sports bar. You said it might be the best sports bar you've ever been to. Is that hyperbole? It's not hyperbole. As a matter of fact, I am currently right outside that same sports bar, uh, just having an adult beverage before I tour the Braves Stadium. Absolutely. Uh, you know how many times we've talked about on Trash Tuesday, DA, where uh, you've trashed it with the TVs and everything like that? I have never seen a more well-run sports bar in my life on a football Sunday. They had an in-house, basically, version of Scott Hansen directing you where to look, what, where all the action was, games sound in and out. It was unbelievable. What's the name of the sports bar? Sports and social at uh, the Battery in Atlanta, where the new Braves complex is. Oh, we were, interesting. We were, yeah, we were given that tip to go there by a few people, and we went. It didn't disappoint. Main game on a movie theater-sized screen and a bunch of other screens. Uh, and then, you know, in between commercial breaks, sometimes they would do a fan cam. Instead of going to stadiums, going live to the bar and showing all everybody waving, drinking. It was a good time. And what made it great was simply the 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 – how efficiently they worked through the games or the vibe yeah. or the beer specials or the food? Well, 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 all of it. So you could get, you know, every beer wasn't going to cost you more than five bucks. The food was great. They had, you know, nacho specials. But the vibe and just the idea of when you go to a sports bar on a Sunday or a college football Saturday, which we heard is great for that too, you want to be able to know whatever game you want to watch is going to be on. It's not going to be a problem. And they, they went above that. It was They gave you game sound for Panthers, Eagles at 1 o'clock. And every time there was a commercial, they had a, basically a TV version of a DJ 
that would fade in right away to Patriots Bears on the big screen and then be monitoring the Eagles Panthers to cut back to that. And then when a big play would happen for another team on another game, he would, you know, direct your attention to this TV. They would crank the sound real quick to give you a flashback of that game. You know, the Eagles lose, and they're playing fly like an eagle over the speaker right after that and getting everybody into it. Like, it was as if you were at a stadium while watching every game. It was pretty amazing. Hmm. So it's just you and Berman, though, because as we documented last week, half of your traveling party has bailed on you. Your buddy Chicken Carm bailed on you because he's got the scurvy. And his cousin bailed on you because he won't travel without Chicken Carm because he's terrified and fearful of flying in general. Exactly. A big, big wuss. And quite frankly, I'm still angered at him. We've cut off on text and stuff like that. But in reality, I thought this was going to turn into a disaster, and I have had maybe my best giant trip yet without those two. Oh, seriously? Why? Because you were solo, you were alone, and that, that has worked well with you? Well, yeah. First of all, I got to experience some things for the first 24 hours on my own without, you know, when you're in a big group and it's like, hey, what do you think about doing this? Well, I don't know if I want to do that. And then you just all kind of concede on doing something. I got to spend 24 hours where I thought it was going to be terrible doing what I want to do. I mean, I went to a Waffle House at 1 in the morning on Friday night where I probably wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, and all that other stuff. And now, like, you know, I'm doing a simple thing like touring the Brave Stadium today, and I bet you the other two wouldn't have been as into it. But I'm getting to do some things I wouldn't normally do. Now, part of this kind of feels like I'm doing a Peter Schwartz trip here touring stadiums left and right. But other than that, I think it's, uh, it's worked out okay. Okay, so the question is... Has Berman been up for doing stuff with you, or has yes. he has he bailed on you because he didn't make he didn't make the appearance at CBS Sports Radio when you jumped on the John Kincaid show from uh, six eighty the fan down there? No, that was the only thing, and that was because quote it was too early for him. But I can't blame him because I looked at myself two weeks ago when we found ourselves in Boise, Idaho, where I myself didn't make the Sunday morning football hit with you. So what I did to you two weeks ago is what he did to me this. This yeah. time around, so I couldn't blame him. But yeah. other than that, he's been going with the flow. Uh, I'm a little weary on, on today's. We're taping this on Monday. We have an 8.15 kick, and he is already on his second beer at approximately noon Eastern. <laughs> so I am, I am concerned <laughs> with a whole failing day to go how they will end up by halftime at this game tonight at a stadium that sells beers for $5 in itself as well. Now, I heard that Berman had, was it a huge Saturday or huge Sunday drinking? Sunday. Uh, Sunday, he was, it was lights out for him at first quarter of the Bengals Chiefs. Uh, so we did, a, we did damage Saturday. He landed, he put his badge down, he said, all right, where are we going for college football? We found some good SEC bars, some Alabama bars. We had a good time. And, you know, that, that was fun. He was getting through. But yesterday, he put on a display like we wouldn't really. We were drinking a beer, Soul, at that Sports and Social uh, the bill came after a couple buckets and whatnot. We didn't realize how many we exactly had, and I was holding it together fine. The problem with Jay is he doesn't eat enough when he drinks, so we got to the point, we did a little <laughs> Twin Peaks hit later on for Rays the Saints, <laughs> Cowboys, Washington, and then we, we decided because we have a suite to go back to our living room and watch Sunday night football and just kind of chill out, relax, maybe have another casual beer, and he was, I'm telling you, this song by midway through the first quarter. I had to wake him up for Carrie Underwood. <laughs> So he put on an epic display, kind of like Pat Mahomes on Sunday night. He had he had done that during the day at your elite sports bar. Exactly. Throwing him down like you wouldn't believe. Like for every beer I had, he was on a two to one ratio. Like I would drink a beer and he would be I would look at the bucket and be almost empty. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know, dude, they're going down like water. 
And uh, I think what you have here is a guy who's been married for more years than me. No kids, no responsibility. Is basically treated a one-on-one trip with me like a bachelor party. <laughs> so, wow. On a two-for-one, that's that's a big pace because I've seen you put him down as well, and, and you're no slouch. Exactly. But, see, like, I know when I'm in for a long day. So when we sit down yesterday for the early slate, the 1 p.m. Eastern games, I know I got 12 hours of football. So I'm going to drink, but I'll relax to make sure I can make it to the 4 o'clock. He didn't care. I mean, he came out of the gates like I would in a, in a wiener ship where you just put them down as quick as you can before your body knows what hit it. <laughs> uh, I, and, again, we, you know, we just bought tickets for this Atlanta Braves tour, and, you know, we, we messed up the times a little bit. And, and I looked at him, like, all right, what do you want to do now? He goes, well, let's have more beers. And he's already on his second beer now. I'm like, oh, we got a whole day in here before we even get to the Falcons game. <laughs> so it's just the two of you. Has it become kind of romantic? I mean, just two bros on the road away from the wives doing stuff together. You know, it can become kind of intimate. Uh, you know what? It's funny you say that. So around... I would say the pregame show yesterday, I was actually texting you back and forth, the Football Night in America on an NBC. I uh, just wanted to put my feet up a little bit, and I kind of angled my shoulder and slanted towards him as if we would come close to cuddling on a couch. And that was where he really got up. He pushed me away. He goes, bro, we're not doing this. <laughs> and got very, very bent out of shape that I would even start doing that. But uh, on top of that, I will say, you know, while it's been fine, I think next year, because we do this annually now, I have to get my own room just from the standpoint of Jay Berman in a bathroom is not what you want and expect. Wow. And that's so, what that's coming from you. Yeah. So, like, you know, you've made the jokes. I'm a disgusting pig. And, and all rightfully so. I, I've earned everything I've gotten from you as far as that's concerned. He's gross. Like, he is gross. And I don't want to get too descriptive. Just nasty sounds and just. I don't think he takes care of his body as well as you would expect. <laughs> so, so is it sights, is it sounds, or is it scents? Well, it's, I can't tell you the sights. It's the sounds and the scent for sure. Unbelievable. Like today I had to wait another 25 minutes for me to even shower because of what had gone on in there. Oh, wow. And, wow. And, like, and, and to the point I even asked him what's going on, he goes, dude, I drank for 12 hours yesterday. Like, the guy doesn't put any food in his body, so his liver and, and colon are just processing alcohol nonstop. It's disgusting. <laughs> so did did he not eat at all the entire day? Not really. Like, I, he has this weird thing where he thinks eating gets in the way of his drinking. Sure. So, you know, where I had some nachos and stuff, he would pick. But you've been with me, DA, on some of these trips, and I will, <laughs> I'll go to town and make sure my, my belly's full. With him, it, it was just on another level. Like, oh, I guess I'll have a chip here, a chip there. <laughs> Um, and basically his dinner last, last night consisted of cookies that we ended up getting at a supermarket across from Twin Peaks. <laughs> so a real paragon of health is Jay Berman. Right. You would think I'm the unhealthy one. He's a disgrace. So He's are you, a disgrace. Are you hearing things through the bathroom wall and through the door? Yes, yes. Yesterday morning, that's how I woke up. Oh, no. I had an alarm set for 7.15 to go meet John Kincaid at 7 a.m. It sounded like a firecracker had gone off in the <laughs> toilet. It was a disgrace. Oh, my God. And he afterwards goes, what do you want me to do? All right, I'm going back to bed, bro. Have fun, uh, have fun with Kincaid. <laughs> Awful. Oh, God. That is so heinous. Is... It is. It is. So, I mean, don't know. I've had a great time on the trip, but the one-on-one room situation has gotten weird. Yeah. No, that's tough. I wanted to just circle back on Pete the Body Bilotti sandwich from last week because oh boy, I don't know if you saw, but I posted 
still shots on my Instagram story. And me, you put them on Facebook too, as well. I did put them on Facebook. Yes, and me and Cap went back into the into the the inner sanctum. We went back to Mission Control, went over the surveillance footage, walked through the entire day, all of the hours of that show on Monday to see when Pete was eating, if he was eating. And if you haven't seen this, what we found was there was camera shots of him reaching for something to the side, which would suggest that was the sandwich. Right. But he never brought it into the into the field of vision. And the one t- <laughs> the one time he the did, tuck rule. yeah, the tuck rule. And he when, the one time he did, it was a coffee cup. And I can see you in another still shot looking directly at him. And to me, this supports your case that you were paying attention. You were looking at him. Had he eaten a sandwich, you would have noticed and you would have seen it. We don't have hard evidence, so I don't know if we can convict him as guilty. But, boy, from what it looks like, he doesn't have much of a leg to stand on. No, he doesn't have any leg to stand on. And I think that's what gets lost in it. I try to hammer this home as much as possible. I, I knew before we even brought it up with you that his notion of getting that lunch sandwich was the wrong you know, social etiquette and the wrong social cue. I knew this because I'm a human being, and I would have just ordered lunch if I thought that was okay. So when I saw him zip it up to begin with, my eyes were going to be fixated on the rest of the show because I couldn't process the rest of the show what he had just done. And had he eaten a sandwich, I would have surely noticed because I would have been relieved. So by him not doing that, yeah, of course my eyes were on him like a hawk because he's, he's basically a thief. He stole a meal from me. Well, does that make him a thief, though? I don't know if he stole the meal. I mean, I did pay for it and offer to pay. You did, but you offered to pay for breakfast. It's not like he wouldn't go to prison for stealing, but in social circles, that is stealing. <laughs> That's stealing? Yes. Yes. He, you did not offer him lunch. You offered him breakfast. He stole lunch. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> and any way you dice it. I wish you the best with you and Berman the rest of the way. Enjoy uh, Brave Stadium today. What is it called? SunTrust Park? SunTrust Park. I mean, what a job they did with this place. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I am currently at the Chop House Gate in center field. This is where I'm standing doing the interview. I'm standing through the fence, and I have now spotted they have a Chick-fil-A stand in the outfield. How about that? How about that? You could get Chick-fil-A for lunch and then Chick-fil-A for dinner at the stadium. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I'm literally staring at a Chick-fil-A sign. So now my, my ears are perked up. Very good. Well, travel safe. We'll see you on Wednesday's show. Enjoy the game tonight. And uh, the pictures of the stadium looked amazing. Mercedes-Benz Stadium that you went to for a tour. So we'll get your breakdown of that when you come back. Absolutely. Take care. Okay, see you. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, so that was side A. Here is side B. And on the heels of Merez calling Pete the body Bilotti a thief, Pete is here to defend himself publicly. Pete the body, hello. Hello, DA. Thank you for having me. So good to have you here on the show. And, uh, you know, I would say that today, Monday's show, without Merez, went off without a hitch. That was a good show. Oh, very smooth. We were prepared. Everything was laid out correctly. Everything was smooth. You know, not missing a beat. Sean can stay in Atlanta for a couple more days. So when Mraz is out, we slide somebody else into the executive producer role. And in this case, it was Kaplan, Andrew Kaplan, who usually does the the WatchDA.com simulcast. Cap moved into that seat. And then we had young Sam Rubinoff, who is very good. And he's kind of an up-and-comer when it comes to the graphic package and doing the, the, the simulcast move into the WatchDA. So how was it working with Cap 
next instead of working with Mraz next to you? Uh, Cap is very. It's a different different approach for uh, with Cap. Cap is very um, mild mannered. Uh, he doesn't get crazy about a lot of things. Right. It's very good. It's a very good at uh, even Steven. Per- even Steven. Very good to have in that control room. Um, it's very different from Mraz because you don't. You're not. He's not constantly eating. So that that's right. one thing. You know, yep. it's not there's no smells coming out of that <laughs> yeah. area. It, it's yeah. just, a, just a producer that can come in and do the job, and it's and he's solid. It, it's very different compared to Mraz, but everyone's different compared to Mraz. Yeah. So I, I really honestly want to know when Mraz points the finger at you and calls you on the air a liar. He said outright, "You are a liar." Do you get aggravated with him? Is it easy to work with him, or is it hard to work with him when he does stuff like that? No, I, I, I've learned by now that he is, a lot of it's full of hot air, and I and he just likes throwing people under the bus, and it doesn't rattle me because I know what the truth is. You know, he, he's he's admitted that he is a liar on the air. The truth shall set you free. That's right. I, I have no, there's no reason for me to get all upset over this. He's just, he's just a... Full of hot air, and he just likes likes trying to build build people up, and then try to shoot them down whenever they whenever he wants, and ever he he needs to get over. And you know what? That's fine. If that's the way he wants to go about life, more power to him. I am very happy in my own skin. I know what's right. I know what's the truth. And he is a liar. And he's a self admitted liar. So you know what? Let that be as it is. So this goes back to last week. Monday I come in, I want to order breakfast, and we got to get to 10 bucks. I got to get to 10 bucks to make sure that the delivery happens. So uh, I think I said, hey, if you guys want anything, it's on me. So Mraz doesn't because he had already eaten that day for breakfast, shockingly. And you're like, okay, I'm in. And I don't hear what you order. And then the order comes in. I hand out what I got was a breakfast burrito. You had gotten a sandwich. I assumed it was a breakfast sandwich. So I hand you the sandwich. <laughs> you then turn around and put the sandwich into... Like your travel bag. Right. Like your sandwich bag that you have a zip-up thermal yeah. travel bag. Okay. You put it in there. And I was like, you're not going to eat it now? You're like, no, no, I'm not going to have it right now. So after that, we don't have evidence of whether you ate it during the show <laughs> or after the show. And it it sounds like everybody feels like it's a, a social misstep or miscue to have somebody buy you a meal but then not eat it at that moment. Now, you have insisted you ate it within the hour on the show. I did. Take us through how you ate it, because we don't have any video evidence of you eating it. Well, I put it away, and then I took it out again. Uh, I had, usually on the board, there's a spot to my left, which is off camera, that if I'm eating something or have something during the break, I'll have it off to the side, uh, a tea or, you know. Are you a coffee drinker? Tea. Okay, so we went back and, and went to the surveillance footage, and there was a shot of you reaching over to the side. And then when you brought your arm back, it was what looked like a coffee cup, but I guess it was your tea cup. Right. So that's what you're talking about over there. Yeah, and, and I'll match if I eat something, I'll try, unless it's like a cracker or something that's in your hand, I'll try to eat away from the host looking at me or the camera shot. Oh, interesting. That is just a natural thing for me. I don't like I don't like stuff in my face with like a hot hero <laughs> while someone's on the air doing their doing their job. I think it's just okay. it's just okay. bad form. Okay. All so right. I'll eat off to the side, away f- out of the range of any- anything, and in case they cut away to a shot of us in the control room during a break, it's off to the side. You don't see me. Okay. So after I put the sandwich in my bag, I took it out the next segment. Okay, next segment. Next segment, I took it out of the bag or the break next uh, 
later on, took it out of the bag, and I ate half of it. Okay. During the show. Uh-huh. Finished up the rest outside in the newsroom. But after the show. After the show. But the first half was consumed Con- during the show. Yes, consumed during the show, probably around, I, I mean, so long ago now, I would say around the 11 o'clock hour Eastern. Okay. So, but I had half of it during the show, and I ordered a lunch sandwich. You know what? Because I had breakfast at 7 o'clock in the morning because I'm here. I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I was going to say, so your alarm goes off at 3, huh? Yeah. <sighs> 3 a.m. every day. And, and Bridget is a saint. Uh, my uh, fiance is. Yeah, because when does she usually get up? Well, she gets up at five. She's a teacher, so mm. she'll get up at five, and but she'll she'll hear the alarm too, and she'll just say, "Pete, get up and push me out of bed, and I'll get up." So you get up at three because you've got to be in here for Taz the Moose, which begins at six, yeah. but you really have to be in here by five or so five even o'clock. before then. Yeah, five o'clock to get ready. So yeah, so you're up early. So that was the one thing, like you feeling like lunch at ten o'clock. When I felt like breakfast at o'clock is understandable. Right. So ordering that sandwich. But the, the key was if you ate it within the time period of the show. Right. Or if you would have saved it for your next meal and you did half and half. I did half and half. But, oh, because I wasn't, I wasn't done with it by the time the show ended. So that's yeah. just how it was. And the other thing is, here's where I would defend you, is that you don't want your eating to distract you from your job. Right. Mraz doesn't care. He doesn't. He will... Chow through a segment, he'll it'll blow off callers of a guest if I need an audio bite, Anything. a factoid. The food is the priority. Right. I've seen you do this before. You will not eat while the show is on the air, only during commercial breaks. Right. Or if I have like a cracker or something, I'll just throw it away if you're calling for a sound bite or you need something, I'm going right to you. That's just how I am. Did you think you were helping me out by ordering a sandwich to get me to ten bucks? Well, of course, I think because you you said it, and I was like, all right, you know, I'll have a sandwich. Okay. You know, I was I wanted you to have breakfast. You know, sure. just I mean, you were hungry, and and that was part of me being a kind, gentle soul that I am. The kind, gentle soul. Yeah, I, I wanted to to help out my fellow man. <laughs> Now, Mraz would say that he would have the opportunity to order meals on me if it wasn't that meal specifically, like he could order lunch later on in the day. Would you find it a faux pas if you had not eaten it at that time and saved it for later, the whole thing? Oh, you have to give me the scenario. Is it? it... Okay, so the scenario is I come in and I'm like, I want breakfast. And you're like, all right, let me get a lunch sandwich, which I'll eat for lunch later. Would you find that okay? If you if you took it, uh, yeah. If you did, if you ate it after the, your shift, ate it away from the building, or even in the newsroom, you know, like a full like I'm going to eat this at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I mean that's ridiculous. That's not okay. That's a little much. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm I'm one to know the tact of of eating and culinary okay. and all that stuff. Okay. I, I try to be tactful. With okay. That, all right. You know, but. But I can understand why people think that this was a faux pas because it's a lunch sandwich, you know. And I think actually Sean was a little jealous of my sandwich because Ooh, maybe. it was a grilled chicken sandwich on a roll, and the chicken was popping out of, of uh-huh. the sandwich. He was—I think he was a little jealous that he didn't get one, <laughs> and he should have got a sandwich. You know, you said have have a little breakfast sandwich, but or he's. Have, but he said he'd already had breakfast, and we were ordering breakfast, and so he felt that he he wasn't allowed to order a lunch. Well, he he was all irritated. To, to start because he had to pay the 20 bucks before he even asked you for the money. Right. You know, and, and so he's all, so like anything he does, 
if it involves him and he's irritated, everyone's going under the bus. I didn't have everyone's cash, so he had to front the cash, right. and then I paid him back. Everyone's going under the bus. I'm going under the bus. Sean's going up. Uh, you're going under the bus. Bogus is going under the bus. Kaplan's going under the bus. So you think that was the issue? He was just dragging whoever he could down with him. Yeah, he always likes to do that. That's just uh, he says it. He know he knows he does that. It's like if something's going wrong, everyone's going down with him. Here's where he I do agree with him. He says he will admit if he's lying. He says, "You got me. I can't squirrel out of this." Would you admit if you were lying? I would. You would. I would. I would for sure. I don't know if I would. I have a hard time if I'm lying, if somebody says you're lying, for me to say, all right, fine, you got it. All right, I'll give you an example. Uh, The first few times we worked together, when things went wrong, I would say to you, my fault, my bad. Mm -hmm. I'm always a guy that says, all right, that's on me, let's move on. Because No, that is true. You've taken taken some bullets. Yeah, yeah, that's just just me. and And Bridget will tell you, I'm a bad liar. I'm a really bad liar. It's like on my face, you know, <laughs> and, and she knows. Oh, but I see the any line I do is like little fibs here and there, uh-huh. you know, and and she knows. She's like, oh, no, you you didn't go there. And I'm like, yeah. And I, it turns into a joke, you know, because I wouldn't, you know, lie to her face. That's something I wouldn't do. But any fibbing, she catches on right away. Okay. If you were mad at Mraz or Bogish, would you take it out on them in scheduling? No. No, I can't no. do that. You can't. No. You wouldn't make them work the holidays. No, no. Retaliation, I can't do that. Honestly, and I wouldn't do that. You can't do it because? Well, I, I think legally you can't. Okay. Right. And, and <laughs> so, <laughs> so I wouldn't do that, but but I wouldn't do it in general. I think it's just bad form. I'm not I'm not like that. Hmm. You know, like, like Sean deserves to be off. He's been around here for a while, and he's one of the veteran guys. He deserves it's, – it's like any workplace. You're here – you're here – Longer, you get the opportunity. You get more opportunity to have Thanksgiving and Christmas off, and 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 you get your days. Do you think they are worried that you might take it out on them? Do you think that they they tiptoe around you now? Oh, they they pro- no, I don't think they do tiptoe around me. They might worry about it, but I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to them because you know I, I legally I can't, and I you know it's and I just think it's bad form. And plus, they deserve their time off. They're contributors to the show. And they deserve the vacations. Bogish and Mraz both worried that your scheduling would take away from your normal duties on Taz and the Moose and the DA show. Do you think that they, it has at all distracted you from that? No. No. That's the job I have in, in my hands. I am, I am rewarded for doing that job, and I will do it with my show duties. I worry about the shows first. When I'm doing my show, six when I'm in that control room from six a.m. Eastern to noon, I'm worried about you and I'm worried about Taz and the Moose, and then I move on and I do my scheduling. When you took that responsibility, you wanted to kind of prove yes. your worth as uh, administration, Correct. right? And do you think that they're viewing you in that way that you wanted to be viewed after this? Well, I think I think I think it's hard because we were friends. You know, I consider them friends, and I think bogus and morass. Yeah, I, I think they'll never like view me as like oh uh, the big bad right. boss man because we're friends. Yeah, yeah. But they know that I am doing that job, and they'll acknowledge it, and they'll honor what I do. I think. Have the bosses? Do you think respected you in a different way since you took the responsibility? I on? think th- I think they are are happy with my work. I hope they are because I'm working really hard. Yeah. You know, I want to prove myself, and I have. Um, been here this is going to be 12 years in january in the company is that right 12 years yeah. here in new york in new york 
And, you know, I, I've been around. I, I think I would say, not trying to pat myself on the back, that I know a lot about what our network is and a lot about what WFAN is. And I think I'm very good at giving opinions on that stuff. So I'm working hard. I hope they acknowledge it, but I can't get into their heads. That's but my opinion. I think they know I'm doing a good job. We'll wrap up on this. What is the biggest headache in doing scheduling? What's the thing that <laughs> aggravates you the most? Um, the thing that aggravates me the most is when someone says they're available and then they completely back off that. Like they'll, we have, we send out sheets where tell us your availability for a period and then they'll give it to me. I'll schedule them for the time they're available. And then they'll say, oh no, I can't do it because I have a work commitment. Mm. You gave me the availability schedule. I scheduled for that. That's, that's how it's going to be. Have you scheduled Robbie? Have I scheduled Robbie? Yeah. Uh, Are no. you working with Robbie at all? No. No. I think they're putting him on WFAM. Okay. Because I was going to see if he's been responsible, receptive, because yeah, he, that was a problem for him for a long time. You've said it. He'll send us sheets. He'll send us his availability. Uh, but I think WFAN is where they're putting him right now. Okay. And and if I could use him on our place, I will. But I think right now the plan for him is WFAN. That's just from what I gather. You, me, and Cap, though, we all agree that he's an asset to our show doing the picks. Oh, he, he if he's, like I said before, if he's focused, if he knows what he's doing, yeah. if he's, like, focused on it, he and comes committed. in on time, yep. he, he can be very good. And he's shown that. He's shown that. It's an asset. I have I have a whole database full of Rosenhaus drops <laughs> because of him. <laughs> so I, I, he's some, he is a value to our show, but he has to stay focused. If he stays focused... He'll be he'll be fine in this business. He'll he'll do well, but that's a big if. Fa Bombay, Bombay, huge freeze. All right, that is the permission granted podcast. Everybody, thanks so much for hooking it up with us. Make sure to download it, subscribe, leave your reviews. We appreciate all the feedback. And next week, same bat time, same bat channel. The show within the show. Have a great day, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.